Hey, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, I think we've got uh, probably quite a number of people. It's, it, I'm glad whoever's on is on. I, I know I, I can't quite read all of the different people, but thanks for tuning in today. Um, we're, we're on YouTube this week. We were just Facebook last week. That means we could have a few guests that have joined us. Uh, I want to make sure that everybody knows. I know the Westlake Church family knows who we are, but uh, we want to make sure that if you are a guest with us, uh, that, that I'm Gary Richardson, a senior minister at uh, Westlink Church. And uh, I'm Andrew Brown. I'm the youth minister at the Westlink Church. And I'm Chris Perry, the family life minister. Family life. Excellent. 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 I have a family and a life. <laughs> he's old and he's young. Yeah, I'm, old, I'm the younger one, so just it makes sense, yeah. guys. <laughs> hey, what we're trying to do is just gather around uh, the table. We're in the home of uh, one of our uh, elders, Rick and Danita Loney, and we're thankful that they opened up their home that we could do this. Uh, and we're just trying to gather around the table and have a discussion. We're not trying to do church. Uh, we're just trying to stay connected. Yeah. And we're very fortunate that we live in a time that we can even do things like this. Mm -hmm. And it's really, really a great blessing uh, because, you know, of all the things going on, we're kind of separated right now. But this is a way to just uh, bring us back together. Um, so we're glad that you could join us in that. Uh, we want to go ahead, though, and ask God's blessing on this. Andrew's going to lead some prayers we get going here. Let's pray. God, I want to thank you so much for this time to be together. Uh, it's a... It's a scary time we're living in right now, and, and just uh, there's a lot of fear out there. But, God, we know that we can trust in you and that um, you ultimately will keep us safe, God. Um, we hope that in this time right now, although we're not all together in one room, that we understand that we're all together in spirit and that we truly live to that right now, God, that we, that we, that we come together and, and that me, Chris, and Gary can, can bring some words from you and and let your spirit speak through us and speak through this camera to all the people in their homes right now, God. Um, again, I thank you so much for any time that we get to meet together in whatever way it is and get to be your church and get to be the community of believers that we are. Um, and God, just help us to continue to be strong in our faith and to continue to be strong in the community that we have, God. Yeah. Thank you so much for, for these guys in this room right here, the lonies that are letting us be at their house and every single person that's watching on the stream and not watching on the stream. It's in your son's name that I pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Andrew. It's good. Well, what we want to do this morning is uh, spend about uh, 35, 40. Well, we got three guys. I don't know. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're not going to try to go very long. That's right. um, but uh, what we do want to do is go back to a Passover week somewhere. It's AD, anywhere from AD 23 to 27, somewhere in there um, that, uh, that Jesus spent. And it was the week that he went to the cross and it had ups and it had downs. It was a roller coaster. Uh, he knows our weeks. He knows the things that we're going through uh, now, not just because we're going through it, but because he went through things uh, just like it in many, many different ways, isolated from people on his own. Um, just, just a horrific week that he experienced, but it ended in triumph. And so we're calling eight days a week with a colon there, eight days, it's a week, Sunday to Sunday, Sunday to Sunday. That's right. And uh, Sunday, last week, Chris and I tried to tried to look at the, the entry, and he's, he's been thinking about Jerusalem a long time. Jerusalem is the place that the Passover happens, happens every year. Hundreds of thousands of people flood into Jerusalem because it was a big, big uh, uh, festival and a, and a religious time. 
But Jesus is doing something very special. He's trying to take them away from the religion and get them moving into the relationship. That was his whole life. And so he starts off the week a little bit different than I think the disciples anticipated. If you had a Monday, Jesus had a Monday. Chris, tell us about a little bit about what went on that way. Yeah, so like Gary said, the first thing we looked at was Jesus coming into Jerusalem. We, we call it the triumphal entry, although Jesus is crying uh, at the end of it. So maybe even that term doesn't make sense. And if you look at this story, I'm going to be looking in Mark chapter 11, if you want to turn over there. Uh, we see that the first thing he does is he comes into town and he just kind of looks around the temple and he leaves. But then we get this story about Jesus cleansing the temple. Uh, it's this kind of famous odd story, right? Because the first thing you might think when you see this is, oh, here's Jesus losing his temper and, and causing a big scene and making a mess. Um, but, but we're going to see that there's actually more going on, right? Jesus. Right knows what he's doing here. This is all intentional. He, he's making a prophetic kind of statement, right? right? Just like the prophets from the Old Testament would do. Uh, actually, before he goes back to the temple, there's this other weird little scene where yeah. he sees this tree, right? And yeah. it's it's got leaves on it. So you would think that it's blooming and there's fruit and there's not. And so Jesus goes and he curses the fig tree and it dies, mm -hmm. which again, there's, so there's a point to that. We'll come back to it. He's not just mad at the tree. Good. Uh, <laughs> I would hope. Uh, and so, so picking up in, in verse 15 of, of Mark 11, it says they go to the temple and he began to drive out those who were selling and those who were buying in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. And he, he wouldn't allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. Right? He's putting a stop to the whole sacrificial system that was kind of central to the Jewish faith. And then he quotes uh, Jeremiah and, and Isaiah. And he says, is it not written, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. All right, so we have to go to Jeremiah and Isaiah to see what is really upsetting Jesus here. And if you go to Jeremiah 7, where we get that den of robbers phrase, there God is complaining about how this attitude that his people had of, Hey, you know, through the week, we can do whatever we want. We can steal and murder, commit adultery. And then as long as we come here to the temple one day a week and do our sacrifice, hey, we're safe, right? And then just go on doing what they want to do, as if the temple is this, this den where they can go and, and be safe from all their crimes. And, you know, I think that's an attitude, right? We can still see today, right? That, well, as long as I go to church for an hour every week or every every now and then, I'm safe, right? And and worship is just like a checklist. As long as I do these five or so things, then I'm good with God. It doesn't really matter what else I do, right? That worship doesn't really change me. It's just I give God what God wants, and then then we're good. And so Jesus sees that that's, that's not the approach to worship that God wants. And there's another side to how they're getting worship wrong with, with who's allowed to worship, right? So the area where they were buying and selling things was a place called the Court of the Gentiles. It was kind of the out, outskirts of the temple. And that was supposed to be the place where non-Jewish people could come and, and offer prayers to the God of Israel. But they couldn't because they were selling all their stuff there. Right. And so Jesus quotes Isaiah, who says, my house is a prayer for all nations, right? Ultimately, God is not care just about Israel. They were meant to bless all people, and they, right, they kind of missed the point. Yeah. Yep. Again, uh, maybe a problem that we have today, right? <laughs> yeah. That it's Well, we're the ones who got it right, uh, and everyone else is wrong, so who cares about them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think as we see what Jesus, right, he, this is a very serious thing to him. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. And that's and so we want to take this seriously. And that's where we get this image of the, the fig tree, right? What Jesus right. is trying to show there. The problem with the fig tree is it it seems like it's fruitful, but it's not, right? It's showy, it looks good from a yeah. distance, but if you get up close, there's nothing valuable there. Yeah. And so we have to ask, right? Do we do the same thing? Yeah. I mean, where do you get? Do you ever see that? Yeah. yeah. Well, churches? this is this has uh, been an opportunity, um, kind of forced upon us mm-hmm. to, to think about those kind of things, mm-hmm. because um, is just going to church and doing those little things um, really uh, showing the community mm-hmm. that um, they're welcome? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we have to evaluate all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's kind of stuff. Have you seen any any kind of things that kind of flow into that same well, category? Yeah. Well, I think, and I think one of the things that Sometimes we go to church and we think about all of the different things that it looks like, right? I think that's part of what we're talking about here. Um, but I, I know for a lot of us, and I'm sure y'all can, y'all have experienced this as well. There's there's many things that we miss about church that aren't about the looks of it, right? Like I know for me, like I'm missing the teenagers right now. I hope there's a few of you out there um, that that are that are watching. But um, that's a big thing that I miss when whenever. But there's a lot of times whenever we think about church, we think about what are the showy things yeah, exactly. rather than mm-hmm. externals, are, rather, yeah, than rather than internals. Right? And that's yeah. that's consistently what Jesus tries to reorient exactly. us towards is. Right. Well, but what's going on in your heart, mm-hmm. right? And so it doesn't matter. Worship is good, and and we love having a building and the things we're yeah. able to do with it. But ultimately, if it's not changing our hearts and leading mm-hmm. us to try and help others change theirs. It's not. A, there's no point, right? right. And, and just like for the Jewish people, they thought, well, we can't worship God without this building, this temple. Mm-hmm. Do we fall in the same trap and think that, well, just to have church, we have to have a, a place, right. right? Jesus himself said that uh, in John 4, it's not about the place. Mm-hmm. As no, good as it can no be, yeah. yeah. Uh, God's presence is not limited then or now. That's right. And so maybe a question to think about as uh, I move out of my time yeah. <laughs> is think about what does it really look like? like for us to bear fruit as the church yeah. right it's got to be more than just sacrificing an hour of our time every week but to really bear fruit as god's people and to be the church yeah. in the world and so yeah what yeah. is what does that look like yeah, yeah. once again we have a wonderful opportunity given to us it's yeah. kind of like a forced on us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah we have to pause and say okay how is quote going to church being with the church helping us be productive out there in the world. And we're going to talk more about that mm-hmm. as we walk through this week. But that is the, that is Chris has kicked us off. Well, that is exactly where Jesus starts. It would be like him coming in and, and dumping the PowerPoint and, and the <laughs> song books and throwing this, going up to the communion table and knocking it over. Yeah. This is, this is a, this is like, he's saying this, this is not what I want. Mm. And, and we can get the feeling like that is what he wants. But he wants those things to take us to a deeper relationship to him that all of a sudden now produces fruit in our life. And we're, we're having to look at that now because we're not at that setting where, you know, that those things happen in that way. So so just keep thinking about that. It's It's very, very serious to Jesus. And of course, if he did do that. We would probably say, "What gives you the authority to do yeah. that?" <laughs> or we want to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> we we've been doing this a long time, Lord. We kind of got it down. Right. Okay, we're very comfortable with it. Um, don't be messing up our religion. That's right. Okay, and so when we move into the rest of the of the week, uh, I, I mean these two days, Monday and Tuesday, mm-hmm. he gets he gets confronted about this. What gives you the authority to do this? Why are mm-hmm. you doing this? And so they're trying to trap him because the religious people don't like him messing with their 
with their religion. We usually don't. <laughs> Religious people usually don't. We're, we're even struggling with, with right now, yeah. man, it's, how do we do this? Yeah. You know? And, and so Jesus has to uh, answer a lot of people, but he, he does it in such a way that he usually throws it back to them in a question and so forth. But he's always trying to show, hey, it's about the relationship. It's about the relationship. And so the stories that he tells here on this Monday and Tuesday, the parables that he gives, it's showing them, hey, it's about God moving into people's lives. And, and, he, and he goes through these weeks. He's, he's really been impressive. All the people are getting more and more excited about how well he's taken the religious people on. Mm-hmm. And then one of the big time lawyers, not like we think of lawyers, but but in the Moses law, comes up to him and he thinks he's got the question. Mm-hmm. The question is going to test Jesus and he even ask it to test Jesus. And so um, it's a question we're probably familiar with, but in the setting, we need to see that it's it's the same idea, this cleansing of the temple. So Andrew, tell us about that, about that big question. Yeah, so uh, we'll be in, in Matthew chapter 22. I'll be starting in verse 35 right here if y'all want to follow along. Um, It says, one of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Um, I, I know for me, I think this is this is a scripture that hits home more than ever and, and something that um, that Gary and Chris touched on last week. Um, I think it is, you know, we miss people. As I said, I miss the teenagers and, and other people. Obviously, I miss all of you guys. Um, but I think, um, you know, a lot of times it makes us feel like, okay, we can't have these, we can't have the sense of community. We can't have this ability to um, be with others or to love on others. And, and I think what Gary kind of pointed out last week was there's other ways to do that. And we see Jesus here saying that, um, the two greatest commandments are love, love God and to love others, right? Um, it's, it's, it's something that, that kind of blows the mind of this teacher of the law because for him, he was like, well, you can't put one law over the other and, and, or else, you know, and then they're trying to trap him, as Gary said, and those things. But um, here we see him saying, no, these are what everything hangs on. Our entire faith hangs on um, Jesus, obviously, but our entire our entire faith comes from th- these two laws: love, love the Lord your God with all your heart, and um, love love your neighbor as yourself. And and for me, it gets into okay, well, who is my neighbor? Right? Many times um, we think of the person right next to us on our streets, um, and then also I know many of us have been taught, well, it's not just the person next to us on our street; it's everybody um, in the world, kind of thing. It's everybody around us, whoever that might be. Um, but I know for for many of you right now, as we're all be, as we're all in home, we do have people right next to us on our streets, um, and so I, I start to think about okay, what does it look like to love those people? Because many times, as we talked about, we're not doing this. We're in a church building on Sunday morning, right. um, and we're there for two hours or so, and um, and it's a very it's a very communal time and a great time to uplift each other. Um, but many times, we either miss the people that are outside the building that Sunday or we miss the people that are even right next to us. I don't know about you guys, but growing up for me, it was like, you know, we go to church and then we get home and then we eat our lunch and then we hang out on the side the whole time and, you know, take a nap, whatever it might be. Um, But sometimes we miss those amazing times to love on those people that are just right next to us. And so, um, you know, for me, I think that's one of the biggest things. Yeah. 
it's uh, I, I really like the way that Chris puts it. Um, bring those two together for us. Yeah, right. It's not. I try to think of it not as two separate commandments, right? Over here, you gotta love God and make mm-hmm. sure you do enough of that. And then over here, you gotta love your neighbor. But to see that it's it's two sides of the same commandment, right? Because uh, you can't use one to to ignore the other, right? Well, I'm going to show love to God, but that's going to mean I'm not going to love these people, right? If that's how you're doing it, you're probably missing something. Yeah, John even talks about Right, that's that's First John 4.20. Those who say, I love God, but hate their brother or sisters are liars. Those who not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. Yeah. In fact, the place that we see God is often in one another because we're created in the image of God and we have God's spirit living in us. Yeah. And so they always have to come together. Anything... That is showing love to God is going to show love to your neighbor. Anything that's showing love to your neighbor is showing love to God. And, exactly. and like you're saying, now we have these opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. We get a chance to be more creative in how we can express this. We don't get to come together and worship and sing and show love to God that way. I, I miss that for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. But how can we show love to God now? Um, and maybe you do have a neighbor that, yeah. that might need help. Um, you know, do yeah. your social distancing. <laughs> yes, but, course, so. but check on them. See if, yeah. if you've been hoarding toilet paper, maybe they need some. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Toilet so, paper? Who's buying that? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, no, it's, 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 it's a very good, uh, it's what Jesus is doing. And this kind of climax is the, the end of this confrontation. Mark tells us um, that um, this, this attorney says, wow, you, you got it. You mm-hmm. got it, Jesus. And, and he says, that is that is the greatest, because I think he was thinking Jesus was going to say, well, you got to do the sacrifices. You got to you got to make sure you do. And, and, and the attorney even picks up on that in Mark. And he says, those are better than the sacrifices mm-hmm. and the religion. Mm-hmm. And so he pulls it into that relationship. Jesus does that. And sometimes when we just keep going the same way with with church, you know, and doing church and those activities, we start thinking that is the core of what God is really looking for, for us to try to get together and do these acts. Mm-hmm. But but those acts have to take us into this deeper reality that Jesus does. And and when when the attorney says that, he says, hey, you're right. They are better than sacrifices. There's a, there's a greater reality to the love of God and the love of people. Mm-hmm. And then Jesus says this to him. He says, you know what? That's the closeness of the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. That's when you're getting it. That's when you're moving into the reign of God is when, like Chris said, you can pull those two together and know that to love others is to love God. And we have that great opportunity right now. As a matter of fact, we're meeting like this out of love. Right? <laughs> That's right. Love can look extremely strange sometimes. Yeah. Jesus had some big expensive perfume poured on him and the disciples were going, that's not good. Jesus says, this is one of the most loving things that's happened. Love takes all kinds. We're meeting that we're taking, you know, social distancing and all that. Yeah. Things, you know, to, because, because we care yeah. about the people yeah. and that kind of takes, do you have yeah. anything else about this one? Or Well, yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, I think, I think many times I know on my Facebook feed, I've seen a few people that it's worrisome because we aren't together. Right. And we, and we talk about forsaking the assembly and these type of things, but I think it is so vital for us to think about, well, what does it look like to love other people? What does it look like to still be the church? What does it look like to still have community? Even if we can't do it, you know, right here, face to face, um, as many of us are getting to do in smaller groups this morning. Um, And I think that's one thing that you touched on last week as well that I wanted to point out was you can text somebody, you can call somebody. um, And many times, I don't know, whenever they pointed that out last week, for me, I thought of people that I haven't seen in a while. I thought about teenagers that I haven't seen in a while. 
Um, and so I hope that you guys will utilize that. And I just wanted to read one scripture real quick. Obviously, it's it's the one that many of us know from First Corinthians 13, um, the love passage. But I think it's so important as we talk about what does love look like, right? What does love look like in all these different areas? But what is love truly? And so it says, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And that's something I know all the teens are like, okay, Andrew, you read that a billion times. I don't need to hear it again. Um, We have it on our wall in the youth room, whatever. But um, it's such an impactful scripture passage that we can truly hold on to in this time to say, you know, how can I live this out right now, even though I don't have my normalcy of life that I'm That's used right. to? That's right. And it and it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about yeah. to, all of this is difficult. Yeah. Um, everything that we're going through is kind of it's crazy to say the least, but it's mm-hmm. just hard. And when Jesus is is in this week, it, it's very, very difficult. And he doesn't want to paint a picture like like this is going to be the easiest thing in the world if you'll just move into this relationship that I'm talking about mm-hmm. and dump the religion. Actually, the religion can sometimes be easier than the relationship. Yeah. And so Jesus is is pointing out as we continue on in this in these just these two days, um, he's trying to get everybody to see, hey, not only am I am, am I telling you that it, it doesn't happen religiously, it happens relationally. Mm-hmm. He says the temple is not always going to be here. Mm-hmm. It is going to go. And so he makes these prophecies in these days and tries to get them to see, I'm I'm telling you about something that is going to last, and it's the relationship. Religion is going to change here and there and different things and all that kind of stuff, he says. And it's going to be difficult. What he wants them to do is to be watchful, to be ready for this kind of thing, to be ready when he shows up. Mm -hmm. And when we move on in, and the last thing that kind of happened on these these two days, if, if if we, it's kind of hard to get it exactly chronologically, but possibly Tuesday he's now. And Matthew ends it with, with uh, three, three stories, if you will, um, that Jesus gives because he's wanting to drive all of this home. And what he has said in chapter, the end of chapter 24 is that I'm going to show up. I'm going to show up. I'm going to come again. We usually think of it way out there somewhere. But the, the truth is Jesus can show up any time, and that's what he's trying to get them to see. The, the um, ten virgins is the first one that he tells, and, and five of them were totally prepared, waiting for him to show up, and five were not. Mm-hmm. And he shows up, and there's a big party that happens, and the five miss it mm-hmm. right? because they were not prepared. Mm-hmm. And so he says you always need to be prepared. And this week during the devotionals, um, that, uh, hey, we missed that. Tell us about yeah. your devotionals. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So if you haven't been tuning in, I've been trying to keep us connected with little devotionals on Facebook every day, uh, usually in mid-afternoon, uh, just two or three minutes, talking about another one of these stories from the life of Jesus or something from a psalm. Uh, and there was one day where we just had some time of prayer together. So I encourage you to, to tune into those, uh, either as they're happening or just whenever you can. As another way to be connected. But yeah, one of the stories that I looked at was the parable, we call it the parable of the talents, right? It's a story of a, a master who gives this ridiculous amount of money to three of his servants and just says, you know, do what you want with it. And two of them use that and they invest it and they actually make more. But the third guy, he just goes and buries it 
he says, because he was afraid, right? He, he says, you know, I knew you were a hard man. And, and so I didn't want you to get mad at me. Um, and so the, the master actually gets mad at that guy because he didn't do anything. Right. And so it's, again, this idea of being prepared and, and watching and doing things with what God has invested in us. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, the word talent, uh, that was just a form of money. I think we too often just limit that to like the gifts that we all have. Uh, it's it's all the things that we're given from God, right? It's it's the the peace and the joy and the love that God has shown to us. God has invested all of that in us. So what do we have to show for it? God doesn't want us to just somehow give that back. God wants us to to pass it on, mm -hmm. and um, there's there's stakes to it if if yep. we don't. Right? Yep, and it's a risky thing. Um, and the and the guy that only received the one talent, um, he decided not to risk. He decided not to. I like what you pointed out in the devotional is that he saw God as a very hard, um, you know, not generous. And, mm -hmm. and yet God had given all of this to him and, and wanted him to use it to bless others. And he doesn't. Mm -hmm. and, and so what we're trying to say is, yes, it is hard. It is risky. It, it, it does. But it will be fruitful. Mm -hmm. And that's where we go back to the fig tree. That's where we go back to the cleansing. It will be. And, and so Jesus is saying, I will show up. But how in the world do we know when Jesus shows up? Yeah. Well, the next story tells us hmm. if you're in Matthew, let's go to Matthew chapter 25 here. And um, in 31 it says, OK, what's going to happen is the, the son of man or Jesus is going to come with all his angels, glorious throne. Everybody's going to be gathered together and he's going to separate everyone. And so he says, I'm going to put the sheep over here and the goats over here. Then the king will say to those on the right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit everything prepared for you for the, from the foundation of the world. For, listen, Jesus is saying, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you came and took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Jesus says, I showed up and you did all these things to me. Mm -hmm. The righteous people and righteous in the scriptures always has a connection with with relationship. He says, the people that were trying to be in relationship with God saw, you know, did these things for me. I showed up. But look at what they say. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry, feed you, thirsty, give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? Mm -hmm. They're like, Jesus, we no, you've got it wrong, sort of. Yeah. We, we haven't seen you in these situations. Yeah. And he says, no, I showed up and you did these things for me. And then he goes on to say, okay, here's the deal. The king answered them. I tell you the truth. Just as you did it to the one of the least of these brothers or sisters of mine, you've done it to me. Jesus shows up in others. And he says here, the, the least of, that's a phrase that's kind of, you know, grab what is the least of? Well, we're in a situation right now that the least of are our elderly right now. They're the ones that are most susceptible to this particular virus that's going around. And anyone else who has any kind of, of lung issues, any kind of respiratory problems, uh, asthma, or any kind of these things, it's, it's, it's lethal. Mm -hmm. And so they are in a position of the least. And so what Jesus is saying is when you when you find out if they can't go to the grocery store, but I'll go get them groceries. You just had Jesus visit 
you mm-hmm. and you just did something for him. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of a shift in thinking about this. We're not just talking about doing good to Chris or doing good to Andrew. And I do want to point out right here that I'm extremely thankful for all the younger generation that is is by you know doing this. I've I've heard such wonderful positive comments because it's really they're sacrificing it's probably not going to hurt andrew at all he might not even know if he gets it you know it's it's the same with chris you know i'm in that line where i could go i might not but 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 we've but 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 the younger generation are really sacrificing but you're not just sacrificing for the elderly you're sacrificing for jesus Mm -hmm. and that's the way that i think jesus is trying to get us to see this i show up through people I show up through people, mm-hmm. and 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 so there's there's all kinds of different ways that that can take place. But um, anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I think this it kind of brings it all together, right? What does it look like to bear fruit, and what does it look like to show love? Mm-hmm. Well, right. here you go. You find the most vulnerable people, and you do what you can for them, as if you're doing it for Christ, yeah. because He is there. Yeah, that's right. Um, if you want to show love to God, here's how you do it. Yeah, that's um, right. And yeah, the challenges are always going to look different, but there's always going to be people who are hungry and thirsty and yeah. alone. Yeah. And so it, we're called uh, to look for that. Yeah. And again, yeah. our worship, what we do when we come together, if it's not inspiring us towards that, then it's pointless. Yeah. Right? We may as well stop meeting. But, right. you know, I believe hopefully that what we do does encourage us towards that. And, yeah. and so that's what we hope this continues to do. Yeah. Um, that you think of someone who might need help now yeah. and, and not just see that as a duty, but see that as a way to find Christ mm-hmm. and, and experience the blessing that comes from yeah. Jesus. That's right. Yeah, we're That's kind of right. moving into a new time of figuring out there's a whole lot more ways to worship yeah. than to go to a church building and sing a song and, and read a scripture and mm-hmm. listen to a guy talk for 30 minutes. <laughs> okay, 40 minutes. <laughs> but anyway. We're at 33 right now. 30, yeah. <laughs> Whatever it is. There's, there's, there's a lot of different ways to to bow down before our Lord Amen. and say that we we serve you mm-hmm. and and it is as He said look at all these things and and one of them that's right on here is you saw me sick and you took care of me mm-hmm. and so let's continue to be those worshiping people mm-hmm. you know I know that we can't get together but I know that Westlink is a worshiping church mm-hmm. I mean we bow down before God but we don't want it to just be on a Sunday morning mm-hmm. idea or when, whenever we get together. Right. And like uh, Andrew said, he really misses, um, you know, the teens. And, and Chris had pointed out, he misses just getting together and singing and, and doing those kind of things. And, and one of the things that I miss is, is getting, especially in the classes, usually all my classes, we have an extended prayer time. Mm-hmm. And people share things in that, in that prayer time that they don't share in a lot of places. And, and that can be kind of missing right now. So please reach out to us if you if you have anything that that we we need to be praying about or any needs. Um, we don't want to just be thinking out there somewhere. Mm-hmm. We know that this could affect people in our own congregation. Yeah. Um, jobs are being lost, yeah. uh, you know, and 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 so we there may be financial needs. They're, they're just emotional. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's yeah. hard to go through this kind of thing. So we want to be there. The shepherds have have, uh, have made a commitment to to, to keep in contact. And, and we want to make that commitment to, to, to be there with you through all of this. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it's Jesus. We're trying to, to all yeah. be Jesus to each other. And at the same time, he's there with us to make sure that all of this happens. Mm-hmm. So, so hang in there with it. I miss those times. 
And we are continuing. I, like I said, I'm blessed that we're in this kind of this, this age that we can do these kind of things. We may even have a little bit of answer to my my miss is missing the prayer time in class. Yeah. But I think we figured out a way to at least get one class in our Wednesday night classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, what we're going to try there. Yeah, uh, well, we'll send more information about this with some links and things. But there's an app called Zoom. Uh, maybe some of you are familiar with it. That's for video conferencing. And uh, if you download that on your computer or on your phone, uh, we'll be able to basically meet digitally and have classes. And so I'm planning on doing my class this Wednesday. I think Gary's planning yeah. on doing his. We Andrew's may have more. Be, yeah, Andrew will have one, one for his. Teresa's gonna. Teresa's gonna go ahead and do uh, Zoom. She's got. So we'll each have an account, mm-hmm. and then you'll be able to come into our account. It's only uh, we're gonna do the free account. Um, we have 40 and, minutes. And, and so, so we only, we only <laughs> have 40 minutes. So Hard cut. <laughs> and only 100 at a time. So yeah. you'll have to get in quick. Yeah, seriously. Okay. Yeah, so that's good. Tell your friends. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we'll, like I said, we'll send out links about that, but the app's called Zoom, uh, and that you can see each other, and we can actually have discussion because everybody's cameras, right? we all have these devices with cameras all the time, which yep. is great for these sort of things. That's so right. that'll be Wednesday night. We'll just do that at the normal time. Yep. So we do get that. Middle of the week uh, encouragement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll be so looking forward to. to seeing 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 the class together. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah. Um, so Jesus has a power-packed week. Uh, he knows our weeks. Yeah. He knows what we're going through. Yeah. This Monday and Tuesday is one is, is two days where he tries to get us to see something that we're kind of forced upon to to evaluate and look at ourselves. Are we being fruitful? Mm-hmm. Are does he need to come in and clean cleanse the temple? You know, does it? And and we now are the temple. Yeah. Um. And so is he. So do we need to to refocus and think about? Hey, this is relational, and and he has the authority to do this. And so we look at those stories and we realize we don't want to be on the side of the Pharisees and the Sadducees who who love their religion so much they refuse to try to think it about it in any different way. Mm-hmm. But and but Jesus is moving us to to know think about it differently and move into the greatest. And the greatest is love God and love others. And as Chris said, it's it's you can't separate those two. It's right. the same coin, different sides. Yeah. And so as we love people, we're loving God. But well, what does that look like? It's as simple as giving somebody something uh, who's hungry. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as giving a coat um, to downtown Kansas City. That's it's right. as simple as it's that simple, but yet it's that difficult. Yeah, Because yeah. Yeah. we like religion. Religion only requires us to go do a certain things. Yeah. One of the things that we, we are, keep thinking about, how can we, how can we, but what can we do to help us feel that connection? And, and one of the things that happened in the week with Jesus is, is he sat down with his disciples and he had a meal. Mm-hmm. And, and so we're not having a meal, but we've for a long, long time had what we call the Lord's Supper, communion, Eucharist. And it's just a Thanksgiving time of what God has done. And, and so we thought, well, you know, even though it's weird and even though it's kind of strange, and we definitely do not want to do what Jesus is telling us not to do. We're not trying to do the Lord's Supper as as a checklist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, we got to get a cracker and we got to get some juice. You know, we we got to do that. And and no, that that's not the point. The point is that is still something that that can keep us connected, even though we can't be in the same room together. Yeah. And and so what we want to do right here is is just kind of pause. If you've set up to to have uh, that at wherever you are, mm-hmm. we want you to know that we're all doing this together. Yeah. Um, we're just not in the same room. And we want it to be done in the, in the same sense that Jesus set it up. Hey, 
I am in this with you and you're in this with me. We're one. When they took the bread, they're part of the body. We're now all part of his body. Mm -hmm. When they took the cup, they're part of the covenant. We're part of the covenant. So what we're going to do is is we're going to we're just going to get away from the camera. Mm -hmm. We're going to go with Rick and Danita mm -hmm. and, and we're just going to spend some time um, around that. And so let's just have a prayer and then you take it any direction you want, get the family together or just or just think on these things. If you if you don't want to take the Lord's Supper together and and, and just pause on this, let's pray. Mm -hmm. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the blessings that you give us in life. And one of the greatest blessings is, is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and the sacrifice that he gave. And we just thank you for the bread that represents all that he is in the body. And we are joined with him in that. And we thank you, Father, for the cup that, um, that he shared with his disciples that tells us that his blood was given to create a covenant that we are a part of. And we're thankful for that. And so we pray, Father, as we spend these few minutes, that you bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll be back. All right. We'll be back, right? Yes. We'll oh, be, yeah. We'll we be will, back. We will be back. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to butt in on that communion there. But we'll be right back. That's right. Well, thanks again, everyone, for joining us this morning. Uh, I hope this has been uplifting and, and encourages you to grow more in love and faith. Uh, so, yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks uh, to Teresa, to, I guess, kind of being our worship leader this morning and posting some songs for yes, us. Thank you. Uh, we'll, we'll try and continue to think about how we can include that and, and fill in all these things that, that we miss. Uh, but we also want to say thank you to Rick and, yes. and Danita for hosting us this morning uh, and have a little bit of community here. We also wanted to, to give one of our shepherds a chance to, to bless us. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we often end with, mm -hmm. uh, to send you out into your week, whatever that's going to look like. So, Rick. Thank you, Chris. First, I wanted to say thank you to Gary and Chris and Andrew. Um, what you probably can't see in, is the work they put out to, to do this and a lot of work, a lot of time. And so thank you guys.
Uh, secondly, along those lines is sitting here listening to them. I said, this is really cool. I'm, mm. it, it's unfortunate we're not together, but maybe when we get back together, we should try this live in church. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know that necessarily a guy standing up by himself for 30 <laughs> or 40 minutes is necessarily the New Testament first century church. Certainly okay. there were some of that, but, yeah. but home churches are probably a lot less of that. So this was really cool, guys. Yeah. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Um, uh, thirdly, I guess, um, I don't know if you guys have received the letter yet that was sent out or not, but a couple of things I wanted to point out in the letter that you have or will receive. And that is first... A very common phrase throughout the Bible is the phrase that God used, be not afraid. Mm -hmm. And I know this is a time that is, that is very anxious for, for a lot of people and for, for us. But yet God said many, many times in the Old and New Testament, be not afraid. He is with us. He will see us through this. And so, and so keep that in mind. Secondly, uh, and I, it was touched on this morning too, but this is a time perhaps like no other before or mm -hmm. after in our lives that people may be searching for answers and be open to talking about Jesus. So look for those opportunities um, and seize those opportunities. And if you're unsure what, what the next step is, what, if you've made the initial contact, contact one of uh, the, uh, the elders or one of the ministers, and we will set you up with a partner to go help and talk to these people. But now's a time like no other. Mm -hmm. So look for those times. Uh, and we'll close with a breath, blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his, up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And normally uh, when we're together, we say, uh, everyone together, shine, shine on us. us Lord. Shine on us, Lord. Shine on us, Amen. Lord. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you all. Go in, Go peace. in peace. Keep loving people. Deuces. <laughs>